0: Episode fifty-three. Let's go. University Hospital, Medic One. Medic One, inbound to your facility. Emergency traffic with the forty-five-year-old now in cardiac arrest, following multiple gunshot wounds. Secure on progress. Patient in
1: basic Iowa, in place. We're with you in five minutes.
0: Welcome to the EMS Handout your source for all things EMS. And now, let's welcome to the show your hosts, Bradley Dean, Eric McCullough, and David Blevins. Hello and welcome to the EMS Handoff Podcast. The first time back, Bradley Dean, since uh, December of 2021. Uh, We decided to take a Christmas break, and uh, we took a Christmas break. New Year's break, Easter break, 4th of July break, and we're back. So with uh, Bradley Dean tonight uh, and our uh, missing co-host tonight, Aaron McCullough, this is David Blevins, and we are your source for all things EMS. So let's go ahead and, and uh, kick this off. Bradley, are you well rested in this podcast world now? You like uh, ready to to jump back into this thing full force? Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. I, I have been ready. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, is uh, life happens, and and once we finally got through COVID, everybody starts doing stuff again and everything else. So everybody's been busy, and then we've kicked around the idea for a couple months, and then you were like, "We're just going to do it." We're just going to do
0: it. I said, "So too late, guys. We're we're going to do this." And I've got to guess. Let's go. Hey, you want to know? I, I figured out. You know, now granted, this is uh, kind of uh, contradictory. I get a I get a text message from my mother on Wednesday, and uh, she has contracted COVID for the first time since since the start. But you know how you can tell where everybody has kind of gone back to the the pre-COVID times. This is this is a really telling thing, Bradley Dean. We went to Costco tonight, and guess what they were doing at the Costco? Uh oh! They what were giving it? they were giving out samples again.
2: Wow! Well, so. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. Um, so it was a birthday weekend, so we were down at the coast, and uh, one of the bed and breakfasts I usually stay at, the host actually had COVID, so
0: we had to stay somewhere else. Oh, well, so my mother, uh, we, we could put this on Alabama. She actually worked at an event venue, a large uh, venue here in, in town uh, through the start of COVID, and uh, then when they, they opened it back up, obviously limited, but they, they host hockey games there and everything. And she went through all of that without COVID and now she's living in Alabama. And I think that's pretty, pretty much one of the, uh, the reasons, sorry if I offend any of our listeners from Alabama, uh, but it's, she's down there and like she's retired. And so she only sees uh, my uncle and uh, my aunt, who's her sister and and a couple people here here and there. And, and now she ends up with COVID. Uh, so, but yeah, the Costco, if you don't know, Costco is now, returning to uh giving samples. So uh it is a good thing. So everything else going right in your world, Bradley Dean. I know you've been doing a lot of traveling lately.
2: Uh yes, everything seems to be going good. Uh should be back home hopefully in the next hour.
0: <laughs> hey we we the thing is we take a seven month almost seven month break and Bradley you're still doing the same thing. You're hitting hitting the roads uh, but uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. First off, we'd like to th- thank our podcast partner, the Journal of Emergency Medical Services, and I will I will blame part of this uh, re- renewal uh, on them as well. In that, uh, in one of my most recent messages from our contacted gyms. Uh, he's like, hey, check this out. And by the way, um, do you got any episodes coming up anytime soon? So it's like, oh, we let we've let them down, so we're back. So make sure while Jim's is uh, while we're your source for all things EMS in the podcast first, Jim's is your source for all things EMS everywhere else. So make sure and go by and visit them on their website, and you can uh, see all of our prior episodes as well as all of our podcast hosts. Along with us, uh, several good uh, hosts out there. But tonight, we're going to kick this off. Um, good friend of mine, well, friend co- colleague, Good, I don't. So Bradley, I'm just going to go ahead and kick this off. You know, we we have just you know picked uh, continue to pick our guests. That uh, we have to put the disclaimer. We're not sure where we're going to go with this. Uh, <laughs> Distinguished is out the door, but nonetheless. We have a textbook or a a book author, not even a textbook author now. We're going to welcome the famous, infamous uh, D. Todd Spence to our episode tonight. Uh, Mr. Spence is the director of 911 here in uh, East Tennessee. Uh, He's been a paramedic for many years. Uh, He's an educator. He's an evaluator. I, I don't know that there's an area of this profession that uh, D Todd hasn't got in and, and uh, as soon as you mentioned that name, D Todd, everybody in the area knows him. So Todd, well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you, what you do, how you got here, those kind of things, bro.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate the invite and appreciate the time to come out and talk to you guys. Um, definitely. We've known each other quite a while. And usually on the other side of things, I'm coming up to your place to do some evaluations on some EMTs and paramedics and and so on and so forth. But my career started out a little different. Um, I I joined a volunteer rescue squad in 96, and my sole intentions was to go on to the sheriff's department, and uh, I was approached. And they said, "Hey, by the way, we have we're going to pay for people to go to MT school. Do you want to go to MT school?" I said, "Yeah, that's fine." My instructor was Tony Watson, uh, and the next thing you know, I I loved it and, and didn't you know pass it up. I didn't go back on the law enforcement side for a while. I said, all right, no problem. So I went, got my EMT, and then I went to work immediately for Sevier County, and then Gatlinburg, and uh, was there ever since.
0: Well, thank you, uh, and and thanks for sacrificing a little bit of your time to come on. And so going to uh, have a little bit of conversation, we'll start this a little bit differently. So You know, most of the time we get on here and we're talking about a specific, uh, specific thing. But uh, and uh, speaking of EMS, you know, you never know when something's going to happen. And uh, my daughter is texting me and I hear the sirens right outside our house. So going down the road uh, uh, right down from us, uh, some of our brothers and the profession are actually going to work, uh, right now as we speak. So, uh, my wife's going out to check on that. So we're going to talk about, you know, normally we talk about something that's going on in the profession from, uh, you know, changes in medications or changes in protocol, uh, having some of the docs on here, but, uh, D has gone kind of a different route. And, uh, you know, he, he wrote a book, um, and it's designed for kids, but very informative, very uh, kind of sh- uh, short to the point. Uh, but it is uh, for those of you all watching on video. It is called "What's a Tactical Medic?" So, Detod, just give us a little bit about what is "What's a Tactical Medic?" So, not talking about what is a tactical medic. Talk about your book. What is it, uh, okay. and uh, how you got into? I mean, what's what's the idea behind it? So, uh,
1: last January. I I usually give uh, I sit down and write a list of everything that I want to accomplish for the year, uh, almost like a bucket list. And one of those was to write a book. And what happened for that was, is that I have two seven year olds here at home and they would see me gear up in our complete uh, suit up and everything like that with my plate carrier and everything like that. And they didn't really understand what I was doing. And it's very hard to explain at the time when they were six that, hey, I'm going to be a paramedic, but I'm going to be on the sheriff's department and we're going to be on the sort team. And, you know, they kind of looked at each other and they're like, well, what's the sort team? And then, you know, the easiest way to explain it to six-year-olds is it's a specialized team with a sheriff's department and we go out and we catch the really bad guys that do a lot of, you know, pretty heinous stuff, bad stuff. And it takes kind of a special team with a lot of folks to go do that. And they're like, okay, we'll get that. And then they were like, okay, well, what does the tactical medic do? And I'm like, all right. So we went into a little bit more and said, I'm there to protect the team first and foremost, and then I'm there to take care of anyone else. And they, they got it. And then, uh, Devin come home one day, and he's my son. And he was like, "Hey, uh, I told my buddies at the Boys and Girls Club that you're a tactical medic, and they don't know what that is." I said, "All right, no problem." So the wheel started turning there, and just like all great conversations, we was at a uh, Murfreesboro, Temps event, and I was sitting next to our our friend, Mister Parky, and uh, we started talking. And he gave me a couple of his connections and a couple of people he deals with. Next thing you know, uh, the thought that I had started, you know, gathering some wheels on it and started making sense. And next thing you know, I'm meeting with a publisher named Scylla Webb with Red Mask Publishing. And she's like, "Okay, here's what I think well you need to go with this and we drew it out we done the illustrations and everything like that and I, I was just going to do it for the kids I, I'll be honest with you I was going to say you know what I want to self-publish I'm going to do a couple books just for family friends and just to say I did it well next thing you know after the finished product I get approached and she's like we need to put it on Amazon and I'm like okay I don't know anything about this, so I I started talking to Mr. Perky again. He's like, "Yeah, it's a really good idea. Let's do that and put it on Amazon." And away it went. So it's very good on that aspect.
0: So uh, you mentioned our our good friend uh, Jamie Perky there. He writes a book of a different kind about those that end up needing to call nine one one. But so you know that that's it's kind of interesting, and uh, you know. I'm going to get get into the why just a little bit more but when you're talking about you know you you have a need you're addressing a very specific uh, age group uh in your your kids age and you mentioned 7 years and and so but they see that they're like they're on the ambulance and they go do this but I have no idea beyond that so uh you know rather to the point so uh, I, I, lo- I love it you like top secret I'll have to tell you later but you know when you kind of get into this book you know it's addressing what this profession does and one of the things that we see on a regular basis is not a lot of people know what is going on in the ems profession what is you know in fact i i had somebody at one point in time tell me that you know they just sat at the the pilot on broadway in knoxville for 12 hours and never did anything i'm like well no that's probably the person that's been there for about the uh the last uh, 12 hours has probably been about 10 different crews. In fact, the same crew has probably been there three separate times uh, at that point in time. So, uh, you know, when when you decided to write this and get, get it out there for the kids, what has kind of been the response uh, from your kids and, and anybody else that's read it? Um, uh,
1: luckily and thankfully, very positive. And uh, I've had a couple reach out to me and ask for uh, more later on, maybe some different series and stuff like that. But I'm still getting it out there. We sponsor classrooms and classes in our area. Uh, we've donated to all uh, the schools, well, majority of the schools in my area already. I went up there to a couple schools and done presentations. And what I do is I go up there in my gear and just kind of show them. What all we do as far as that goes, and some of the equipment that we carry. Um, Usually, the age groups are, you know, from kindergarten to I have done a seventh grade class because they do not know what else we do either. And all honesty with you. So, I didn't do it on the the book aspect, but just from a tactical medic sort. Um, And You know, it's been very, very positive. I'm very grateful for that. And we've had a good time with it.
0: So help some of our listeners out there that may be interested. Uh, You know, you're taking this and, again, addressing that very specific need, helping out the community know what that is. You know, we have a lot of people out there uh, throughout the the country, many of them are listeners that uh, have a desire, have something in the back of your mind, but kind of like you said, if it wasn't for Jamie Perky, you you probably would still have this kind of sitting in your back mind, You your back to pocket, you may or may not do it. So there's probably plenty of others that are in the, your same boat that, hey, I've got something to say, and I'd like to get it out. So what would you say to those individuals that are looking for a way to share what they have or share this profession in a way that not only brings light to themselves, but to us overall?
1: I would definitely say, uh, talk to your peers. You know, peer support is an amazing thing. Uh, getting that information out of there because I'll be honest with you, I had no idea where to start, uh, nothing whatsoever and just a, a couple of conversations in a hotel lobby at an, at a conference event or whatever sparked it to got the wheels going and going from there and using folks in our profession as a resource, you would be amazed and astonished to how many resources that we can drum up very quickly. Say if I needed to drum up, you know, maybe a, a military person or something like that, it's just a phone call away. And uh, and that's what it kicks off from there. And don't be uh, don't be bashful. Get it out there. If you're passionate about it and you want to try it, yes, you may get some critics, but luckily uh, everything has worked out very well on my part. But yeah, get that information out of there. And it's very therapeutic. I'll be honest with you, it's very enlightening to get everything you've had whenever you have a project and you get it out there and you see it form and it goes to lot and it gets out there and it's, it's a wonderful feeling. It truly is.
0: Well, I'm, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because that's, uh, you know, a friend of mine, uh, and I, I'm going to have to apologize. I think the name of the book is a spirit horse. Uh, individual's name is Jefferson Kendrick, uh, is a friend of mine, uh, I'll have to share this with you, but he, uh, share this, uh, but, you know, he came from the special operations background in the military. And then when he decided to retire coming to the emergency services, uh, he basically had, you know, as you mentioned there, it's very therapeutic. You know, he was having several things from the military that was compounded by some of the things he was seeing. Uh, in the, in the fire and EMS professions. And somebody said, Hey, write. You're, you're very good with words, you know, just sit down. And part of his therapy was actually writing. And you know, some of the ways to to experience some of the things that we see is to, uh, right. And, you know, everybody talks about HIPAA and protection, but, you know, we can write about the profession. We can write about different things that occurred without violating any of that and, and be very uh, responsive to that mental health or, or help with our resilience overall. So um, you, you mentioned you have some other things uh, coming down the pike. Is there any uh, pre-release information that we can steal from you? ideas that uh, you already got uh, being developed?
1: Not at this time. I'm still working on, uh, still published, still working on this book, getting it out there, doing promo events. And now that, uh, as we had preluded to a little bit earlier, now that COVID has kind of laxed off, a lot of teachers have been reaching back out to me. So whenever, like whenever I go to the classroom and stuff like that, or uh, I just done a daycare just the other day, uh, we go in there and I take some books because... Kids don't get books anymore, you know, and they have no idea. And they're like, man, this is awesome. So let them read it, take it home with them. And as they leave, we, went, we go ahead and we, we produce stickers. We show up in our uniform. Uh, some of my cohorts on the team come with me if we're doing like a big school or like a, a education day or something like that. And we'll come up there and we'll also bring color forms and stuff like that. So we'll bring, you know, pictures of the team or pictures of the book and let them use that as color forms and stuff like that. So we've had really good success with that. Now, that's the kids' side of thing. We also have a crap ton of adults out there that have no idea what tactical medics are. You know, if you said Rescue Task Force or if you said Tack ems or, you know, anything like that, They have no clue. And, you know, we are, my team is a very, very active team. Uh, We just went out like four days ago. And um, it's a different process for them because here they are handcuffed. And next thing you know, they start saying, hey, I'm having chest pain or whatever. And the team lead gets on the radio and says, doc, come here. And next thing you know, you have a paramedics in there taking care of them. And they they just they have no idea that we're even part of the team.
0: Well, and that that's what I was going to mention, you know, why you're going out to these schools, going out to the daycares and and the kids are your, your primary uh, source. You know, there's uh, parents or there's adults, teachers in those classrooms. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from them as you go to these different events? Uh
1: I'll be honest with you, they don't really know that we're out there much either. Um, You know, a lot of them are surprised to the fact, like, if I had to go uh, here lately, we've been doing a lot of uh, safety teams and churches and religious institutions. And we'll go out there and tell them what we do. And, you know, as we do either a first aid class a stop the bleed class or a CPR class, you know, a lot of the questions I get at the end of it is like, okay, okay. what does a tactical medic do on the team? And we get into a really good conversation on their parts and everything like that. And I tell them I'm just like a deputy uh, because I am a sworn in peace officer. I am. I have the standards that we have to meet as far as you know, physical and shooting and everything like that. We still have that. We are part of the team. It's not that. In my side of things, it's not that I'm sitting in an ambulance, staged, you know, two miles down the road. I'm there on the stack. Usually, I'm perimeter and take care of the back door with another person, and I'm right there beside them the entire time, armed as well, and you know, being there just in case if anything does happen.
0: Well, that, that's really good. Let's change this. Let's change the script and actually get into uh, what is a tactical medic because. You know, our, our profession right now is is ver- really young uh, with the, the, the turnover of uh, personnel and such. We're, we're bringing in a lot of new people. So there may be a lot that don't understand what tactical EMS is. And one of the things that we can do to uh, continue to build on what this profession does is to uh, get access to some of the special operations uh, response uh, teams that are out there from from tactical medicine or rescue teams, like you said, there's couples you can get into swift water, you can get into high angle. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you know the other professions have that we're getting into as well. So you have a new greenhorn for, lack of a better term, a, a probie that's out there that's looking to 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 come onto the teams. Uh, how do you prepare them for the opportunity to come over to the rescue side, or tactical medicine side?
1: Uh, first, I would uh, sit them down and explain really and truthfully what all is out there for us to do and the options that you have. And then I find out, well, what do you like? What do you like to do? You know, what what is some of your passions? Are you a comms guy? Are you a, a gun guy? You know, are you you know, events, do you like going to like music events and stuff like that? And then we can kind of step off from there. Well, hey, if you're a music guy, why not say, sign up to be working on the staff at bonnaroo or something like that? You know, if you're a water guy, why not join the team? Or if you're a hiker, you know, the national park is begging for medics to go up there and help them whenever they're doing extractions and carryouts. And then if you are so inclined to do the law enforcement side of things, the first thing I'll tell them is you need to sit there and get you a buddy, get you a deputy that you've run some calls with and sit there and ask him, hey, can I come do a ride along with you? And, you know, yes, you got to sign a little paperwork, yada, yada. And next thing you know, kind of go from there, get your foot in the door. And you know we see each other the most as we're running calls on the ambulance and then police department and stuff like that. But that's easy to, to start with getting your foot in the door. And then how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to pursue it? You know, my team is relatively young for the most part. Um, we started ten years ago, and uh, we started with our training. We never really had a SWAT team, sort team, or anything like that. So we went down to Knox County, and they were doing the same thing. And we said, all right, let's do this. So they wanted a paramedic, but they didn't want to tie up an ambulance all the time uh, for staging and stuff like that. So they wanted, my team wanted a paramedic to be there on scene with them and to help out wherever I needed to. And I started. I was brought in by a couple guys on the team that I knew, that I'd run calls with all the time, and that I've known for quite a while. And then this new thing started coming around called T Triple C, and everybody's like, "Well, wait a minute, what is going on there?" And you know, it was kind of a crazy pill to swallow at first. And they're like, "Well, that's the military side of things," and they're like, "Well, let's let's go ahead and try it. Let's do that class also." So, next thing I you know, I'm at Walter State um, talking to the guys up there. Held one of the first classes in our area in East Tennessee and uh, started that process and went from there. But, I, uh, you know, you, you don't have to be complacent at all. You can sit there and do so, so many more things in our profession. It's just finding the resources, finding something you like, the desire to do it, and, you know, making time to do it.
0: So uh, I'll have to uh, put this out there. It was actually kind of interesting when I first took uh, my tactical EMS class a a a few minutes ago. Uh, We won't get into exactly how long ago. A few minutes ago we were down in the armory in Loudoun County uh, doing the class and evidently there was a a failure of communications, which never happens, uh, you know, but we're, we're training the, you know, there was only a couple of national guard people. They knew we were there, but Tennessee highway patrol, Uh, had a, uh, office that they could go in and do some of their work. And, uh, they forgot to tell them that, uh, we were going to be doing room clearing, uh, that day. And, uh, they forgot to tell us that Tennessee highway patrol might be in there and that a certain room was off. So we were actually practicing the stack, uh, going through and clearing the rooms. And, uh, uh, we, we got to about the third room in and we come in and, We have weapons, and they're live weapons, but they've been safe, except for the two uh, Tennessee Highway Patrolmen sitting in that office that had no clue. And uh, that was probably, so we probably come as close to a live encounter at that point in time as as possible. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, the city that I was working for, the uh, police department, uh, wanted to keep their tactical medicine class in-house, and they send a couple of their officers to school, they wouldn't partner with us at the time. So, uh, but you do make a very good point that, uh, you know, some of these things that are out there, you see everybody doing them, but you never really hear. And so if you're interested, uh, definitely reach out. So, um, you know, in your position, uh, you mentioned a couple things there. One, you're a, you're actually a sworn officer, uh, which has the ability to carry, uh, and and are carrying and are part of that, uh, have the potential to be part of the initial entry or as you mentioned, perimeter teams as well. Uh, so that takes on a little bit more. So not only are you meeting the EMS standards uh, you're having to meeting the, the peace officer standards at the same time, correct? Correct. Absolutely. So one of the things, you know, depending on where you are, check out and see if your locality uh, has a team. And one of the first ways to, to find out is talk to your leadership uh in whatever community you're in and they can let you know and, and get you the contact and uh you know if you do so i do know some of the uh uh, uh post certified places you have to have a sponsor uh agency to go uh but you know reach out and find uh and and go to those and in addition that gives you an extra source of income too if you wanted to come off the ambulance uh you know one shift and go to the law enforcement side the next so um so, let's talk about the training side. Then there. So, you how long have you been doing the tactical side there, Tom? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Yeah, over ten years. Okay. So, what was your initial investment in the training to become part of the teams?
1: The uh, initial first investment was going to be the the TCCC course that we did, and uh, you know it was it was definitely a, it was a great course but it was hard for me to, to try to wrap my head around, okay, the military, let's separate the military. Let's go to civilian. And, you know, I, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. That class was probably nine, 10 years ago, Ever bit. I mean, it, it was very, very soon after I joined my team and we started separating the two and then you know, from there, I actually started talking to some of the the special operations guys that I knew and some of the, the military, you know, uh, medics that I come in contact with and just kind of talking what's the best part and what all they see and everything like that. Because you got to think at this time, whenever we're still doing this, uh, tourniquets were not allowed on the ambulance at all. You remember as well as I do. If you used a, t- a tourniquet on somebody, you better make sure that you had that doctor's name, his number. You better be a close personal friend of his because if you pulled out a tourniquet and used it 10 years ago, you were going straight to EMS hell. You knew that as well as I did. You might And, well and, and that
0: limb one. was coming off.
1: Yes, and you might as well just go ahead and burn that card right there. And uh, it, it would amaze me and all that. And we, we started- had a
0: better chance of actually doing a field amputation. And getting by with it, then putting on a tourniquet.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I had that scenario where uh, there was a, a lady underneath the, her foot was underneath the dash and we could not get the pedal off for anything. And I mean, it, it's through and through her calf. And a doctor pulled up on scene that we know, an ER doctor, and he's like, where's your trauma shears? Right here, cut it. Uh, okay you know, what do you do? You, you follow his direction. Oh, by the way, you're riding in the back with me. Let's go. Yeah.
0: You're hand, you're handcuffed to the stretcher. Uh, If They have any questions. You're the one to to do that. So, so uh, you know, to, to remain current uh, you said you were an active team, but to remain current uh, and and, uh, up to date with everything that you need, what is kind of your monthly involvement uh, now?
1: My monthly involvement with my team is that we train uh two Tuesdays a month. It's usually the first and third Tuesday of every month. And it's an all-day event. Uh for, and we do everything from, you know, room clearing to special events to um, you know, gun qualifications to, you know, what all do I need, and talking about some of the medic side of things that we'll do and then less lethal and everything like that. And we'll do that, as well as we are subject to call at any given time. Uh, we do not uh, split off into teams. We don't say that. Hey, David, this is your week. You're on call. Todd, this is your week. You're on call. We don't do that. It, we normally get a notification the evening before and says, "Okay, it's five o'clock now. We need to meet at 30 in the morning to." To go for briefing and stuff like that so um it can like i said and it varies we can go from a couple a week to maybe one a month it, it just it varies it really does um in my area is a little different because you know we all have drug problems in our ears we know that and our fourth judicial drug task force does a, an outstanding job but they're dealing with the 5 million visitors that come into this area. You know, if you were to sit there and you told me that, hey, we're going to have a bunch of Detroit boys coming down here and taking a Greyhound bus and bringing in all this heroin and stuff like there, you wouldn't believe me. You would thought I was crazy for even thinking that. And that's what we were dealing with all the
0: time all right so uh biggest thing uh so one uh if you're in this profession you have any question or have any kids that have any questions make sure to go to amazon find what's a tactical medic by d todd spence uh, it is one of those things that uh even if it's just a profession itself uh, it, it is good to interact with the kids and, and allow them the opportunity to really kind of just see the profession from a different uh, perspective uh you know uh, we 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 talk about kids want you know getting them a book like this uh will help them understand uh but if you're just looking at a way to um take your knowledge and put it down it's a good book to take a look at and and kind of see you know everybody kind of thinks of of uh you know I'm looking at my shelf over here David Baldacci, and um, You know, Michael Hayden, you know, all these different books that are, you know, thousands of pages in, in length or they've got eight to 10 different series and a lot of production, you know, you have the ability to write a book. This right here is straightforward to the point, able to understand and actually one kind of fun. And, and really, if you take a look at it. The artwork is really great too because it really looks a lot like D Todd, does, uh, right definitely. there. Uh, I have to say, if, if nothing else, the bald, bald head works really well. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, D Todd, if people wanted to get in touch with you and find out about the process, how would they get a hold of you?
1: Absolutely, Uh, just looking out for the medic Todd uh, on social media. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and stuff like that, and. Uh, We have a website, themedictod.com, and, you know, they can always reach out to me on any of those facets. Be happy to talk to them and tell them, you know, anything that I may know about that and give them advances and resources and say, hey, here's a contact. Try this. And I do like the fact that in our profession now we are seeing we are seeing more and more classes pop up. You know, now we have. Of course, stop the bleeds and stuff like that. So that's kind of that's to me that's sparking a lot of interest now. And now with that sparking the interest, then you've got on the EMS side of thing. Now you got TECC, and that's sparking a lot of interest. Now you on the fire side of things, you got rescue task force. So all this is kind of coming around, and you know some of us old heads has kind of been in it from the insertion of it. They're like, okay how did you do this and how did you do that and and i can't remember if you were in that class or not but it all started with i, I took advantage of every class that we had come around here i know the one that come out of out of uh, south uh, not south carolina i'm sorry in california they come up to an middle class force as well uh the um something institute i cannot cannot think of it off the top of my head but, you know, we took any and all classes we could, yeah. and those were hard to come by at the time. But now, you know, i just done a C class this weekend. So, it's out there. It's easy to find now. It's more accessible than it ever was before, thank goodness. And, and with uh, some
0: of the, you know, the thing is with some of the simulators and stuff like that that we have available, able to put them in a a real life stress environment, you know, that's, uh, you know, you get into stress inoculation theory and that's a whole different, uh, podcast altogether. But, you know, uh, I know in mine, you know, just the amount of, uh, M eighties that they set off, um, in trash cans, you know, you know, we were low crawling and everything. Uh, it makes it, makes a tremendous amount of difference. I, you know, and, and I know that because as I'm, uh, you know, I, I was I was sent in in, in one scenario to uh, a downed officer. And one of the things you do when you dealing with a downed officer is to disarm them because if they're unconscious and they wake back up and they have somebody crawling all over them, they may think it's a combatant and start fighting. And I pulled four weapons off of somebody and uh, didn't finish through the scenario. And next thing you know, I've got a Glock pressed to the side of my head and uh cuz i missed the one in the small of his back uh but you know so the simulations that you we can place people in these days in the education realm not not just you know most people talk about sim man and all you know all this different you know we're talking about the environments the lights the you know uh the sounds and all that to because that's a that's the hardest part you know we can teach the medicine yep. um you know my my daughter was reading our textbooks when i was teaching you know when she was Seven eight years old and and she could, she knew how to do half of the skills already, and you know, but place her in one of these stressful environments where there may be bullets flying or or you know a lot of sounds going off. Medicine's a lot different. So, all right, D Todd, we as we wrap up, we like to always give anybody an opportunity to say their last thoughts, though. uh, obviously just last thoughts for the night and not last thoughts altogether, together. But, uh, you know, so go ahead, uh, any topic you want, uh, you know, floor is yours for a minute.
1: I appreciate that. Um, we you were talking about a scenario. I will say that communication is key. Communication in every single aspect is key from knowing what all is going on, what's out there, getting your foot in the door, getting the resources, building bridges you know, making that connection with folks, okay? It can be as simple as, you know, next week we're all down at and you come and talk to us and say, hey, Todd, by the way, here's your book, let's talk about it, to, you know, everyday situations. You know, if you have an interest, go tell your director, hey, I would really like to be part of this team or what do you think about this as far as an idea that you may have? and uh you know communication is absolutely key and one of the case and points is uh, a couple weeks ago i'm sitting in my office doing that dictator director budget stuff you know it's awful sometimes and next thing you know call comes out and it's an active shooter in an elementary school and we've had those so that's definitely one of those um tightening experiences especially Especially when the school that they call out is a school that your child is in, that happened to me. So next thing you know, I'm rushing out the door. My phone is blowing up, and I'm grabbing my gear. I've got my gear on, lots of sirens. Here we go. There's a convoy of us. We're talking on the radio and everything like that to get up there. And then all of a sudden, about three minutes into it, they say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out! Time out! Time out!" It's okay. It was just a drill. The SRO did not tell the teachers. He only told a certain section. They forgot to pass along the information. We had teachers that were taking students, hiding them in closets, and they called 911. So you can definitely see where the communication plays an integral part in every single thing that we do. But the other thing I'll tell everybody is – Man, you don't know you try. Absolutely, you know. If you've got an idea, get it out there, you know. Yes, you may get some positive feedback. Yes, you may get some negative feedback. But uh, humility is a nice asset to have, you know. And value people's opinion. If you tell somebody something, you know, get ready for that opinion, whatever it may be. But don't get discouraged with it.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. Bradley, you've been awfully quiet tonight. So we're going to give you your shot here to uh, give us your final thoughts. So I, I think we do a, a,
2: a good job of doing PR and showing kids and stuff what we do. Um, we alluded to it, but I think one of the big things we need to do probably is is let the community know all the various aspects of uh, the job and what we do and everything else. So I think uh, the discussion night was really good and gives everybody an opportunity to kind of see the options that are out there.
0: I'm going to echo exactly what a really combination of both Todd and and, uh, Bradley mentioned there. It's like, if you have an opportunity to, uh, or if you have a thought, you know, take the opportunity to, to reach out, you know, the, one of the biggest things, that we look at some of our brethren in in service from law enforcement to fire to even military, you know, you don't turn the corner without seeing something that they have uh, put on, you know, from, from public uh, education programs, who we are, they're they're out there uh, talking. I mean, uh, in in the wildfire side, and uh, Dita knows a lot about wildfires as well, but you know, Smokey the Bear always talking about, you know, only you can prevent a forest fire and uh, you know, but, but, so from National Fire Service, you know, so this is the time, you know, we are the we are the young brother in, in this profession. is, It's time for us to say, hey, we are critical as well. Um, and part of that is just getting people to understand what it is we do. So if you have a if you have a uh thought that that you may think can turn into a book, um uh Write it and, you know, reach out to the resources that are out there. If it, if you do, hey, this isn't a book, uh, let one of the, the magazines know, you know, from Jim's and some of the others that are out there. You can write articles for them and submit them for publication from uh, just op ed pieces, things that, uh, you know, are your opinion to peer reviewed uh, journal, uh, articles as well. So, um, you know, and if you never know, you can turn out to, you know, ride the next Chicago fire, Chicago med, uh, and, and get, you know, the EMS side into the, the side, just take a stint out of your, uh, comfort zone. Uh, and, um, you know, try it and find those resources. You know, we're big about helping each other or we're big about helping our patients. But we're also big about helping each other. So find these resources, but, uh, we'll definitely include, uh, the link to Amazon to, uh, what's a tactical medic written by D Todd Spence, uh, so that you're able to, uh, go to, their resource uh, and pick that up so uh if you're listening here make sure and go by um it's not going to break your wallet your pocketbook it is a fairly priced book uh but it has got a lot of it's, it's quick and impactful so Todd, um hopefully you're coming in in uh, uh, about a month to our testing there but uh, if not you know it's always good to have you talk to you tonight so um uh, absolutely thank you very much
1: yeah thank you for guys having me and also on amazon it is on Kindle as well and if uh, we're always looking for sponsors if um to sponsor classes so if anyone's listening and they significant other or they have a contact that teaches you know grammar school kids and stuff like that we would love to send them send them some books and some color forms and uh, get the information out there
0: All right. And we'll also include his uh, contact information in the show notes as well, so that you can reach out. For all of our listeners, we love to record these episodes, and without each one of you, we do not know what you're thinking. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform, Uh, but you can reach out to us. We'll have all of our contact information in the show notes, uh, but make sure that you go by our website, emshandoff.com. Uh, and you can reach out to us uh, through there as well. Don't forget to go by i've got uh, I've got the em the original ems handoff um, uh, hoodie on tonight but don't forget all of our different ems handoff podcast where you can find it at the pursueco.com and you click on shop and scroll down and you'll find uh, all of our gear from our original logo to our ems ha- uh ems podcast for the keep back line which has been one of the most popular ones uh you can find that there but don't forget to reach out to one of us and also make sure to show your love to jim's our podcast partner as we are back now here from eric who is not able to be here with us tonight bradley dean and myself take care stay safe and always remember the value of your ems handoff <laughs>